0: The moonshine, my, the moon my shine. eyes, the moonshine, like right here. The moonshine, baby, I, I love you like a moon. <laughs> <laughs> it literally makes no
1: sense. While our dad is often a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This
2: podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we just get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood Childhood trauma trauma spares spares no one. All righty. Hello, people.
0: Hi. Hi. Can I say something real quick? Even though it's not my episode. Oh, wow. I know. So weird. I have been like in a weird mood all day. But then as soon as we came together, it was just like fixed. Were you in a weird mood
1: this morning when we were together? I was. Yeah. You were kind of out
0: of it. Yeah, I really was. I just felt like loopy and tired and like a little bit like sad. And then I, like, Aww. we were all came together, and I was like, oh,
1: it's all good. Yeah, I did this little weird dance move earlier, and Kaelin was like, that was cute. What was that? And I was like, I'm just happy. Yeah. <laughs> i need to
0: hang out with you guys. Yeah, maybe it's us all hanging out together. Maybe it's the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> we
2: don't know. Well, like, you mentioned, too, Son, earlier, like, we don't have something happening after this recording session, so it's like, we don't have any other pressures. Like, we get to just hang out. And yeah, be,
1: cook food you know, and yeah. watch a fun movie. That's, yeah. like, my ideal night, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. We go wild on Saturdays, people. <laughs> hey, the last two Saturdays we've actually gone out. Yeah, so. we had plans, so I'm excited nice. to chill. And I love the initiative, Kaylin. Yeah, Very cute. I was gonna be like, I
0: should be the first one to talk for this episode, and then you did it. I was like, oh,
2: damn, I wasn't gonna intro my episode. I wasn't gonna do it. I refused. I just said that's, so. that's fair. That's
1: fair. <laughs> that being said, this is. Gloria's G's, I guess, Yeah, G as we call her on here. Mm -hmm. It's her first episode back of the Mm -hmm. second, I guess, are we calling this the second season? Yeah. Who knows? We don't know what we're doing. We're (laughs) winging. But it's her first episode back, and we'll let her take it away with a kind of a story of the week, because that's how we like to start it out.
2: Okay. So just general theme here is friendships and also rejection, I think, is kind of like the vibes. Um, so those of you who follow me on Instagram have probably seen that I was a part of like a music group. I was making music with my husband, uh, for about a year. And, um, I started off playing the drums and then <laughs> actually the story from later kind of led me to, um, take the singing position. Um, but they totally rejected me and it sucks. <laughs> this happened Rejection. Like a few weeks ago
1: sucks probably the worst thing yeah. in the entire world so especially after like new a take. whole year mm-hmm.
0: it's a fresh new take <laughs> i've never heard that hey.
1: before people don't like being
2: rejected
1: i love rejection i love it <laughs> I it makes sweet. me feel so good <laughs> i think it's good for my self esteem <laughs> um but rejection is also fueling. so it yeah. has it has its benefits but it sucks but and the
2: difference is it's like my hubs is still in the band, so, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. I spent a year on this project being vulnerable, writing music, trying my damnedest. I never claimed to be, like, the best singer ever, but, you know, I'm a performer. I got I got up on stage, and I did the damn thing, and how quickly people forget, and I just feel like I'm really, really, like, all about loyalty, and the way it all went down was so shady to me. Like, I felt like... um. I was in a very vulnerable place with my personal life, and they took that opportunity to kind of conspire against me in a lot of ways. Well, walk
1: us through it from the top.
2: Okay. So, um, from like the very top?
1: Well, from whatever you think the appropriate top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just from, I guess, the beginning of the end okay
2: yeah so that makes sense yeah so we had this really cool like live performance opportunity and I think we were all just vibing off of that for a while and we were like let's record like that's our next step and so during that process you know I'm waiting for all the other instruments to lay down their tracks and during that time I definitely would say I started to pull away a bit I started feeling really insecure I started feeling like I don't know, I have this way about me where I can kind of assume what people are already thinking and it's really frustrating to be honest. Everyone thinks it's such a blessing, but it sucks. It really is a curse. And I'll be like telling Sean like, oh, they feel this way about me. And he's like, no, that's like 100% in your head. And I'm just like, no, it really isn't. And um, so anyway, so I start like backing away. It's also kind of during the time of year that I become more of a recluse, is
1: that the word? I think so. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Was I it during th- like the winter time? Yeah. I kind just of, kind of just start to shut
2: down a little <laughs> bit. Go into
1: your shell a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so anyways, my turn comes up to record. I've never record vocals bef- recorded vocals before. It's a completely different um, style of singing than is when you're live and you're projecting mm-hmm. for an audience. And I was really nervous. And. I felt like there was so many more expectations of me than there were put on anybody else. And so I started kind of getting more panicky and weird. Um, Fast forward a couple weeks and I go, you know, with you guys on a trip to go see our sister who is sick. And that was really emotionally taxing for everyone.
1: For sure. Um,
2: It was honestly so fucking hard. And I get off the plane back and I go straight to band practice and they like confront me and they are like, well, you never had to audition. Like you never had to earn your spot. And I'm like, did anyone have to audition? Well,
1: first of all, you guys started the band. So people who start the band don't audition. I mean, and then you like host it. Like it's Mm -hmm.
2: it's centered around your home. Literally my home. Yeah. And so it was not a fun time and things got really touch and go there for a while. And we established that in a few weeks we would, you know, discuss it. And at this time too, I mean, probably since the live show, um, another member kind of started surfacing and would step up in a lot of ways and would honestly take the mic from me, which I just, I can't imagine how anybody else would have felt if somebody were in the room with their instrument and started playing their parts. Like, I don't think it would go over well. I know I would have said something if I saw that happening and it just felt like nobody was saying anything. Nobody had faith in me. There was just no loyalty whatsoever. So, like, as I start noticing that, you know, I start backing away because I'm trying to protect myself, Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it came to a head, and they did confront me about it, and they basically told me, like, everything that I had previously thought was fact. Like, they used that vulnerable time that I was away to all talk behind my back and then confront me when I had just spent, like, an emotional weekend, like... I don't know, it was just, it was so bizarre to me. and The
1: the timing was just horrible. Right, and it's just not
2: how I would treat people, and I guess that's why I wanted to share that story today, because, I mean, like, it sucks. I'm stuck in it, too, because, like I said, Sean's still in the band, so it's like, they're in my house all the time. Like, I have to interact with them, I have to play nice. Like, I have to be the bigger person, and sometimes I don't want to be, you know? But... At the end of the day, like, rejection sucks. It sucks when you think people are your friends and then they talk behind your back. And, and you know, when people think that you're a conspiracy theorist, but people are literally conspiring behind your back, like...
1: I have a question. Okay. <laughs> so, you are a skeptic. You, uh-huh. you question everything, which I love about you. I, I want to be more like that, honestly. Me too. Um, but do you ever think that you're a skeptic about most things? and then when your skepticism is validated you're like oh i was right but there are still many many times where your skepticism wasn't validated but you just kind of push those to the side because you don't have the experience like yeah i mean it that's happens like so the full, that's like
2: the full moon theory i mean yeah that like that, that's the full that moon is, theory you know that the full moon doesn't actually affect any weirdness. Like, people associate, yeah, yeah. That, you know, they stand out more because if something weird happens at the full moon, they associate it with that. And then on other days when something weird happens, nobody says <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely I plausible.
1: I think you, you question so much that then when it does line up, you're like, oh, man, see, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I just There's feel probably like, a lot of times where you, you thought things that maybe weren't true. Yeah. You know? But you'd be surprised because
2: just because something might make itself clear that I thought it right in the beginning. It usually does end up panning out that way. Yeah. At some point down the line.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've said growing up, she has literally predicted every single time that our parents were <laughs> gonna get divorced because we've gone through how many? One, two well, I don't think you predicted mom and dad's first divorce because yes, we were I did. so young. You did. When we were kids. Yeah.
2: I came oh. in I came in and they were fighting. That's the hairbrush thing. And I came oh. in, and I said, Sam was over, and I said, they're going to get divorced. Wait, Sam I'm, said, don't say that. I'm sorry. What's the hairbrush? Thanks. Mom had a hairbrush, and she was hitting Dad with it because she was so mad. <laughs> and I knew it was bad because Wait, I've I never I seen Mom act like that, that before. Yeah, she was mad. She had found out that he cheated, and she was Was hit.
1: this right before? Did let me go to Texas to visit Aunt Sarah right after? No, that was before, oh. I think. I can't remember the Memories timeline of a- that, but... So, but I that did. being said, you predicted mom and dad's first divorce. You predicted when mom was going to marry to mm-hmm. our stepdad, you predicted that divorce. You predicted dad and his new wife's divorce. Mm-hmm. So we've always said she has had an extra But Yeah, sense. I just think that I'm,
2: I'm, I don't think, I just think I'm really observant. Like most people, when they're in a room, they're consumed with like their own thoughts. How are they portraying themselves? And to be honest, I don't actually think about that until after mm-hmm. when I'm in the moment, I'm fully like observing what other people are thinking. Like I do not just take like an interaction at face value ever. I am inspecting like everything. Like I have had like a super minor conversation with somebody and walked away and been like, Oh dude, they feel guilty because they shared a womb with their twin and their twin has health issues and they feel guilty about it because they have this life and their twin doesn't. And then like two days later, like they're like, crying to me and it was like some super minor comment and it just freaked me out because I'm just like why wow. do I and I shut it down all the time Because, but I just think that I'm just like really really keyed in on people's body language how they're acting. I wonder why that is. Yeah
0: because I'm know. terrible at it and I, I can never read people. I think it is like you're right I am so caught up in how I portray myself to mm-hmm. others that I don't pay attention that closely to yeah. how other people act and I think you're right that it's part of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's. I think what you experience, Kay, is yeah. what a majority of people experience. Right. I know mean, that's what I experience. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I so think... So I wonder what prompted no you to be
0: different.
2: I have no idea. I mean, I definitely still will, like, after an encounter, be like, oh, my God, why did you do that? Why did you act like that? But I'm but it's not... it's more post-encounter. Yeah, I'm encounter. not there, yeah, in the present thinking
1: about... I wonder if it does have something to do with being an older sibling and feeling like yeah, you've always had, look- to have had to have a watchful eye over mm-hmm. us, you know?
2: Because it always... As much as it sucked, it's like I felt like this need for you to hear it from me, right? If there's bad news coming, if something that we don't I knew that I wanted to tell you that they were getting married before you know, like it's like this need to know what's going on. I think it's a control thing. And it's like I need to know it's like a chess game. I need to know the next move of whoever I interact mm-hmm. with at any given time. It's very a
1: protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. A I
2: think it's a protective thing. And and if I can see something coming, right, if I can sense that people are pushing me away, that I can distance myself. And it won't be as painful because I've made that decision.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is that dad's fault? I think it's pretty obvious. I yeah. think yeah. Pretty, it's pretty dad's <laughs> fault and is, damage as fuck. This one is pretty straightforward. Sometimes we have a difficult time figuring out how it is our dad's fault. Mm-hmm. But I think for a while throughout our childhood, there was definitely a time period where – it escalated in terms of our parents' relationship being bad. Mm-hmm. And I think you being the observant person that you are noticed it and probably started protecting yourself from that. Right. And, and then feeling like you had to protect me from it too, probably. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I, okay. I, yeah, so and I think so that
2: yeah. like with friendships, like the reason I get so just like shut down if someone, does something like I have such a trigger where it's like if you do something that makes me feel like you've been unloyal to me, like I will just completely shut down. It's like honestly, I wish I could tell you I could control it. I literally cannot. And I don't know. I feel like it's just like a again, another protective mechanism. And like because I've had so many people screw me over, it's like I don't care if I have one friend at the end of the day or 50 million. I just need them to be quality. And if I see any signs of you being like not a quality person, like we're done.
1: I think it comes down to almost you wanting to be the one that rejects them because mm-hmm. like we said earlier, We've been rejection yeah. sucks so much. So if you even have a an inkling of the mm-hmm. fact, oh, this person might be on the verge of, you know, distancing, I'm going to do it first mm-hmm. because that way you're I'm in safe. the power. You're in the power position. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm the one that rejected them. Yeah. You know, like it's not that they didn't like something about me. It's not that they didn't w- like not want something to do with me. I made that decision, and 100. Yeah, 100. It's a defense mechanism, and it's absolutely dad's fault. Yep. One, it's yeah, literally. A- I mean, that's I don't, the don't only... think we have to. Explain and I think, it.
2: and I don't think it's just dad's fault. It's every version of a dad I've ever had. The mm-hmm. dad I didn't know about. The dad I did. And the stupid stepdad have, that I was forced to have.
1: Have you ever talked about that yet?
2: Uh-uh. We'll have to do an that's episode. That's going to be an episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: We're, we'll leave Who my that daddy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll leave that one there um, for you guys to wonder and come back to listen to because that will yeah, be- that'll be a big
2: one. It's just, I, d- I don't have a lot of information about it, but it definitely does come up in day-to-day life.
1: Um, yeah. But- I think we should definitely talk about that. But yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's this week. Uh, well, recently what's been going what's on as far on as friendships life? and rejection-
1: But let's get into more rejection. Okay. So now, after that, uh, you know, good old story of the week, we'll get into the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. I mean... I think the theme translates over to what you're going to talk about today. But yeah.
2: Friendships, man. Friendship
1: breakups. Mm-hmm. I haven't experienced one, but... It's terrible. Yeah.
2: When when they matter, it sucks. And yeah. when you're not the one to make the choices.
1: I think that there's... F- your, your situation was so unique in that it was literally a definitive breakup. I yeah. feel like with a lot of friendships as you age... You just distance yeah. and it yeah. goes like unspoken. It's yeah. normal, and it's just mm-hmm. like
2: a natural progression. But this one was I mean, very... I've had actually a couple of friend breakups, even just since I've been here in Texas. That's true. <laughs> but usually I'm the dumper, not the dumpy. Am I right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, being the dumpy sucks. It, sucks. it
2: sucks. So I kind of actually have been thinking to about the people that I've dumped and kind of been like, damn, I really did that too. Yeah. But also assholes, but maybe I'm an asshole. I don't know. We're we're (laughs) going to get into it. it, We're going to get into it now.
1: Okay. So I feel like you should start with the friendship in general. How did
2: it start? Well, I mentioned, I want to first start off. I mentioned one of the major things that happened to me, like between the arm issue and everything, like why we stopped recording. Like this was a really big one for me. Mm -hmm. And I know I kind of like mentioned it. So this is, this is what I was referring to just to clarify that. Mm -hmm. So Um, you know, I do pole, I do aerial. Like that's my, that's my jam. That's my adult hobby. (laughs) The main, the main squeeze, if you will. (laughs) I have lots of hobbies, but that's the main, main B. Um, and I was a teacher at a studio I no longer work for. And that resulted in a friend breakup too. But again, that was my own, (laughs) but, um, she was a student of mine and she was very, very eager. Like, very eager eager about pole, eager about me. I think that as I learned later, you know, she's she came up in a very conservative way and pole and me was like oh, sorry, I probably just spiked that. Pole and me. <laughs> <laughs> pole and I had I think you were right with the poll and me. Pole and me? No, poll yeah. and I. Like I had me. No. Okay, stop. Pull <laughs> Fuck. Paul <laughs> and me had the same kind of appeal right we were it's definitely no,
0: I. yeah it's definitely <laughs> I because I had the same type of appeal that's how you test yeah, it even had the same start type of over appeal. okay
2: Paul and I had the same appeal right like we were new we were interesting we were a little bit um how you say uh not non-conforming to like, societal stuff. Just thing. out of her
1: comfort zone of what yeah, she was raised in. Out yeah, out of the bubble.
2: And so she, I mean, she started taking my classes really regularly. She was one of my main students. And, and that was exciting for me because I was a new instructor. And so having any regulars was like a big deal for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I was trying to have boundaries because I taught at the same studio I like learned at so many people that were my peers became students and that was really hard for me. And so I was nervous about being friends with students mm-hmm. like right off the bat. And I mean, I have a problem with being friends with women in general, like being I- involved in the military spouse hierarchy bullshit, like really fucking traumatized me. I mean, we were in a foreign country, so those friendships were especially fickle because
0: it's like, you it's know, only them.
2: Yeah. But you know, from day one, like this has an expiration date, mm-hmm. like, we can try and say we're gonna keep connected, but like, ain't nobody really gonna work that hard. Like, life comes and it mm-hmm. goes. And like, so it's like, you're like, oh, this is my homie, but like, till when? Yeah. One of us leaves, like, whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true.
2: So, when I moved here, it was really hard for me to like commit to like a true friendship, to really let my guards, guard down. And I had a couple of really great friends. Um, I st- and they're still my friends to this day, but From like,
1: high school and whatnot oh yeah, well, those are like best friends. But
2: I mean, like even since moving here, like I made some really good friends through pole and stuff, but Mm -hmm. like, I still always, I kept it, you know, a little bit at arm's length, protecting myself. And like, I was building something, you know, I came here and I started doing this pole thing and I started building a name for myself. And so I didn't want, I don't know, it's like almost everything stayed like social media distance, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, right? Like, Yeah, these are the people I spend all my time with, but like, I'm never gonna just be like 100% authentic me. I'm still Glory Pole, like my online persona. So, anyway, so she starts pestering me a little bit, like, hey, you wanna go for a drink? She had been bringing her good friend to class, and so they both wanted to be like, let's hang out after class, and I'd always be like, no, 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 like, no, 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 I've got shit, I'm training, I'm no, I'm not interested. I was also very just like intense, like, I'm training, I'm training, I'm like, no. Finally, I cave. I go hang out with them, and it was a little weird. Like they had some kind of weird like history, and I was like, okay, la la la. And anyways, fast forward to our, like her and I's first solo hang, and we just hit it off right away. Like she ended up there all night at my place all night. Like we got absolutely hammered. Like live stories were told. It's like it, it gave me flashbacks to my first best friend, mm-hmm. like our first slumber party. It was like that. It was like. But yeah. with
0: alcohol. But with alcohol. Oh, was so, yeah. It was so, yeah. it was that.
2: It was that energy where, where you're a little kid and it's like, we're doing makeovers and we're talking about like our family and we're revealing secrets, who's your crush? Like that kind of energy, but like adult shit, man. Mm-hmm. And like I knew so much about her, she knew so much about me in a matter of one night. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fuck, this is happening. Like, there's no turning back now, you know? So we started hanging out more, everything, you know? And it was still very, though, like, there were boundaries, you know? I was still her teacher. She still was in awe of me, you know? Like, there was, like, a certain level of, like, I will admit, like, and I have even admitted this to her, like, there was a certain level of, like, a chase that was there that I'd never experienced before from a friendship that was so satisfying to me. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody
1: was just, like, in awe of me. They were searching for your validation, and they wanted my validation. better than that. Yes, yeah.
2: and so that's how it was in the beginning. It was, like, all good and fun, and, like, you know, I was nervous, she was nervous because she was intimidated by me, but I was intimidated by a friendship at all. Like, so there was, like, all this, like, really sweet build-up or whatever, and we just, I mean, we hung out all the time. All the time. And um, it was cool because it was fun being her, like, like, teacher as far as, like, the pop culture world, like, the kind of, like, LGBTQ plus world, like, she... Like you so said, she
1: she was so sheltered, so you mm-hmm. were shepherding her into yes. the world of... You were
2: her Yoda. Yeah, and, like, she got to meet so many pole people because of me, like, made friends at the studio that I don't think she would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had multiple girls tell me, like, we're not vibing her at all, like, Red flags, red flags, red flags. I'm like, no, you'll like her when you get to know her, you know? And mm-hmm. because they loved me, they took the time to get to know her and did ultimately, like, enjoy her and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, they would have never, and even still to this day, are like, I probably wouldn't, you know. Question. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Oh, my gosh. No, she's taking, so she's she's taking, taking my
1: position. Carl is after my position. and yeah. <laughs> <I'm like>, Question <laughs> asker. Sorry.
0: Uh, no, question.
2: So, did they tell you why they got these red flags from her? She seemed uh, pretty stuck up. Um, she had a dance background. And in the pole world, there's, like, kind of weirdness around any kind of history and anything that, like, gives you a an upper hand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, I mean, she also, like, came up in the dance world, which is also, like, known for its kind of, like, prestige and... So, privilege. Could you, privilege, yeah. Could you
0: say that maybe they're a little bit more intimidated of her? I think there was, was...
2: Absolutely, there was intimidation there.
1: I think when people are rubbed the wrong way by someone, it is ultimately something in themselves their is insecure. being triggered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, their, their insecurities were being triggered, and it's... It, dance. The dance world is a privileged world. That shit yeah. is... Ex- Yes. and very competitive yes. yeah.
2: and and I think that she carried that into the studio too mm-hmm. that, that competitiveness I, th- I don't think they were wrong in reading that either but I do think there were their own insecurities and you know like even when I was a student there I was so like I said intense I had this kind of like um, authority vibe right like and I was there at the early stages of that studio so even the girls that I had trained with they looked to me like that And I think that there was the competitiveness of the sport. And then there was also the competitiveness of my attention, like twofold. Mm -hmm. Um, So when
1: did it transfer into, you were like, okay, this is a legit friendship.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say it was shortly before the pandemic. Um, She would constantly, like anytime we met anybody would be out, whatever. She'd introduce me as her best friend. This is my best friend, G. And I do not throw that fucking word around lightly. I do not fuck with that word until it's sealed deal like i don't think i've called anybody that since high school mm-hmm. and i would just be like <laughs> okay <laughs> like i would not say anything would not even acknowledge that she keeps telling everyone i'm her best friend like yeah. i mean i can be your best friend all day long i'm not fucking confirming that shit until i know it mm-hmm. and it took like i mean months and i finally you know did say it and i felt like it was a big deal it was a big deal to me because i had finally caved basically it's like the friendship Way of saying I love you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and true. I'm pretty sure I was saying I love you way, way before I was saying fucking you're my best that's friend. Fine. Like, that's a big fucking deal to me. Um, and so anyway, so the pandemic rolls around. We start to hear, because we would go to lunch all the time. She worked right by me. So we would go to lunch. That was a big thing that sealed our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to know, at this stage, she was talking about the girl who I had met her with at the same time. They were both students of mine and she would we would go to these lunches while we were on our work breaks and she would talk about her and just like talking shit everything that you could imagine and i just i asked her i was like can you please not have me be the person that you talk about your other like really good friend to cuz it makes me feel really uncomfortable it makes me feel like i can't like her and i don't think that's fair because i'm only hearing one side of things and and she's your student and that's why uh, she wasn't really my student anymore at that point, but like it, it just made me feel uncomfortable as, I, from a friendship. I point think of there's you. this
1: weird competitive competitiveness between friendships when, especially with women, yeah, yeah. are two. You you can have more than one best friend. It's weird because you can't have. We can't, but it's not to, to society standards. You usually don't have more than one right. boyfriend or husband, but right. you can have more than one best friend. Yeah, and when you hear your best friend call someone else a best friend, you're like. But, wait, I'm your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just like It's weird like she thing. thought
2: she was comforting me or something by saying, like, oh, she's flawed. The position's available or something. And I saw it as, like, are you going to do this to me? Like, I don't want to not like her. Like, it seems it, – I've seen this happen before. Like, it's like, oh, you know, let me talk shit about my other friends so that way you feel comfortable to be my friend. But then I'm going to get mad at you later because I'm going to actually want you guys to be friends with each other. But I've just talked all this shit. To each of you about the other person. It's almost
1: like when you're in a relationship and you don't always tell people the great things, but you go to when you need advice or you need to mm-hmm. vent, you go and you tell them all the bad things, yes. and then those people mm-hmm. start hating your significant other, and you're like, no, it's actually good. I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't tell you all the good things, and then it's just. They form an opinion on them based on all the negative things Maybe you're telling that them. I didn't want to
2: have to be forced into an opinion of someone who I barely knew based on all this negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I told her that, I assumed that that made it clear that I too did not want you to talk shit about me to her or anyone else for that matter. So anyway, so fast forward, the pandemic happens and both of us are working from home and I'm living by myself at this point in an apartment. And I'm kind of freaking out because I'm like, I'm going to go crazy if this lockdown lasts as long as they seem to think it will, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Come stay with us." Like it's her about, and her her boyfriend, then boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, this is great." You know, and honestly, it was great. Um, I do believe that we got very codependent, mm-hmm. and. So a big thing was is that I was able to teach pole from her home because she had a poll. I didn't have one at the time.
1: When classes started becoming virtual virtual, yeah. Mm-hmm. Virtual
2: classes. So it was like a major win and, and I think we both kind of justified it that way. And I think that our alcohol like intake started like I mean, I think everybody went through that, but like it was just really, really heightened emotions and it was a test to any relationship. Oh, yeah. Especially one that's only been going on for a year and a half, you know, or, or a year at that point. That'd be, like, moving was in with really your boyfriend after a year.
1: We were friends for just about two, uh,
2: it was only, I think our friendship was only just over a year, our one-year, like, friendship.
1: It seemed so long, because she felt honestly like family to us, Yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Because yeah. so. every time it we went to go more, see you, she was just kind of there. If we were on our
2: one-year or two-year friendship, but I don't think it was that long. Hmm. Um... So yeah, I, yeah, I think it was within the span of a year, but um, yeah, so I'm living with her, you know, all the emotions are heightened. Our jobs are in question. Like everything you can imagine is like at full throttle. I mean, that's the pandemic for you. You know, everyone's going through their wave of breakdowns and we're all supporting each other through it. Um, and we made it through that to just towards the end of lockdown things started getting a little bit like i was like i need my space i'm gonna go stay at my place again and sean's coming home soon and and it's fine and all was good and well she would visit all the time i would go to her house like it was fine she met sean loved him like every time got... i
1: came over she was there mm-hmm. yeah she like, literally helped me through my breakup
2: oh absolutely absolutely like a lot she actually. was involved yeah. in like every facet of my life she was in the band she was the lead singer of the band originally um yeah super duper involved uh, I think the beginning of the end was mm-hmm. actually when we decided to move to Dallas. Okay. Interesting. Surprisingly, I know that she was really nervous for that. I think, I mean, Sean coming back already was a big thing for our friendship because that's a new layer. That's a new person involved. That's a new influence. Yeah. But then on top of that, we moved farther away. So the effort needed to be more in order to see each other. And I will say she, you know, made that trip out a lot, and I, I'm a needy bitch, like I am. <laughs> like, I'm annoying, um, so that wasn't super helpful, but, you know, she felt like she was doing like what she needed to do as a friend, but I felt like I had just spent like six months like at her house, and it was like, I I think you should make the effort to come to here. Like, I don't know, maybe that's not right of me, but. um. I've just been in her space and on her home turf for so long, you know? Because, like, there you is. Were,
1: you were putting in the effort, and you wanted that in return. Right. And it's hard when you put in an effort, and then someone doesn't want to do the same. Right. So when you start questioning in your brain, are we on the same page here? Because I'm willing to do this for you, but you're not willing to do this right. for me. Like, And granted, hard. I was the
2: one who made the decision to move farther away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she made it very, like, clear, like, oh, why Dallas, you know? Like, why? And I mean. And, like, but. That's like a. I feel
0: like a lot coming from like a friend, right? Too. That's like the, that's the little, hard
1: thing. It's yeah. That in a in a romantic relationship, yeah, that would yeah. be yeah. a consideration. But for in friends, a friendship, that's mm-hmm. normal. Like, but the guys, distance was thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? But your guys' friendship was different. Yeah. It was more yes, so like was, it's what I call a romantic friendship. Jill witnessed y'all's relationship, mm-hmm. and she was like, "That is not a normal friendship. Yeah, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but it was just." It was more than a friendship. Yeah, it we was very codependency.
2: Well, and like I mean, her boyfriend. I think he's a great guy, you know, but he's very emotionally like uh, not closed off. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I filled that for her. And obviously, Sean wasn't here, so like I needed a like I needed a partner.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so like she was that for me. But then when Sean came back, it's like okay, <laughs> you're actually not that for me. You're my friend, and so like. And I think
1: then... The whole dynamic just changed. Yeah, and I
2: think she was realizing that simultaneously, and we didn't know how to communicate it gracefully. Second question. Cool. I'm going to keep track. Um,
0: Did it ever, like, for a moment, think, like, any sort of, like, romantic
2: aspect to your relationship? Like, did you ever, like, think about that at all? Um, I was not, like, attracted to her, like, physically, but we definitely, like, had, like, intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like, she would play with my hair... Um, and vice versa like we were on I each have other's you lap. Guys do that for me yeah you it know, was more so. of like a sister like a very very like
0: she would she would play with my hair right
2: <laughs> it was just a very like we were very emotionally just like unhinged at all times <laughs> I and mean, we both are that type of person
1: it's and that's such a beautiful thing yeah it was... honestly it like most of the time it was
2: just so good it was so fucking good and that's honestly the most painful part of it is like I've never allowed myself to be that vulnerable with anyone
1: and I think. Like, I can say, I feel like my relationship with Jill is like that. Mm-hmm. My high school friend, All I right. will let her play with my, well, not let her, <laughs> I ask her to play with my hair. Thank you, Jill. Um, and, but adult friendships are just not it's like never that like that. Because I feel like in our early adult life, we're testing out so many different personalities trying to figure mm-hmm. out who we are, that, like, it, everything is super transient, yeah. but for you guys, I feel like, I don't know, you guys surpassed yeah. that. Yeah. It it's became like, much deeper than that. Right.
2: And fast. Like it was weird. I, I on, genuinely can say I've never experienced anything like that. Um, as far as friendship is concerned, because it was, it was fast. We felt hard. Like it was just like, we were just doing nice things for each other all the time, really emotionally vulnerable. Like I would, I, I would work extra hard to like talk about how I was feeling if something she did upset me or anything like that and I would ask please tell me if anything I'm doing is upsetting you and she would always be like no, no 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 you know but like I would tell her I was very transparent like I'm feeling this type of way but I don't want to carry this because I'm the type of person that will shut down if it gets to like a full cap for me I was starting to recognize those weaknesses and she had fears of me ghosting her basically because that's my defense mechanism and so I put extra effort to not let that happen um so, anyways, I injured my arm. She was there. She took me to the hospital.
1: I saw the video, and as a medical professional, I wanted to throw up. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> and the way her elbow hyperextended was very, very yeah disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry. even
2: before that happened, I was I was getting into really insecure places as far as is concerned because I didn't have a home studio anymore. Like I said, I left that studio and um, she followed me, and that was awesome, but I was feeling so insecure, and I will say I started feeling what those girls in the beginning were feeling. I was starting to feel threatened by her. She was getting progressively better and better, and all of a sudden, she was transitioning swiftly from not only in the pole world, but also in our friendship, you know, that, that, hierarchy of I'm the teacher, you're the student. So started roles
1: reversed. And it it, was just like not unfinished.
2: reversed. Chill, chill, chill. Oh. But that like actually like got me angry. So that just goes to show I have the roles were to leveling out. They were starting out. to blur. You were
1: starting to see, so, I mean, sorry. I think in any relationship, everyone has their, yeah. their yeah. strengths and weaknesses. and
2: Right. And so like I started feeling threatened myself and those insecurities were coming up. But again, I would always vocalize them. And I think it made her uncomfortable because she was the type of person from what I saw who doesn't want to talk about problems. Everything's good. Everything's hunky-dory. And I'd be like, uh, I'm feeling threatened by you. I don't know where this is coming from. And that is a lot for a person to take in. Right? And I can, I can accept that. But also, I'm trying to do this because you matter to me and I want this to be a non-issue ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so, I injure myself. So, of course, that just kind of like takes me into a whole nother level of insecurity. I am, you know, put on pain meds, which were not helpful. Started drinking a lot.
1: Fuck that doctor that just yeah, fuck that a bunch doctor. of pain yeah. meds. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no,
2: I literally cried, and she was like, uh, uh, here's pain meds. Like, that's how the conversation went down.
1: Wow. I was like, cool, that sucks, but. That yeah. should be last resort. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah,
2: so I didn't tell anybody that I was on any pain meds at the time. And so
1: I honestly. Pain the, meds being opioids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just th- I mean that could yeah. be like Tylenol, yeah, but sorry. they they threw that yeah. they threw the strong stuff yeah. at you yeah. Yeah, without story. any I mean, sort of yeah that's crazy didn't any give sort me of any education. warnings didn't
2: give me anything any information just here this is this will help for the pain they kept refilling it anytime I'd ask
1: that's that what is until they the, ep-
2: until <laughs> they eventually just cut me off without so telling anyone that has anything. any
1: questions about the opioid ak- ap- ap- yeah. epidemic. <laughs> epidemic. Um, that's the reason. Yeah. 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 Keep going.
2: Yeah. So like I was on that, and so it would like I also just have like mental issues myself, and so like don't I don't... Well. yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think that helped. <laughs> and genuinely, I, like there are periods of that time that are just kind of like MIA. And I was not nice. Like I wasn't. I was in a really bad place, and I just watched like everything be taken from me. Doctors wouldn't take me seriously. They just fucking. Wanted to shut me up, and
1: it's so interesting because you say you were in a bad place and you weren't nice, and but I never witnessed that from you. Yeah, you know, so I wonder. I wasn't nice to her. I I wonder why. What um, dynamic between? I feel well, like
2: she was able to continue doing the thing I couldn't do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that. that,
2: that makes and sense, I was there yeah. watching it, and uh, I had to still be her cheerleader and be her coach and be her teacher like I've always been. Yeah, and like yeah. polling, I think helps your mental health a lot and that was just stripped away yeah. from you and I'm still you know I'm still there helping her choreographing for her you know cheering her on being excited when she gets a new move and all I want to do is fucking just like punch a hole in the wall
1: okay that yeah yeah
2: and I think she understood that to an extent but I don't think she's ever truly had any like Hurdles in her life. I know that she's had struggle. I know that there are things that have happened, but for the most part, she's had a very, like I said, sheltered,
1: yeah. easygoing life. That gives hurdles in itself. Yeah. You know, having a sheltered life and trying to break out. Yeah, of it that makes. Too. Yeah, it makes.
2: And I think hurdles uh, are harder to take when you've never experienced hurdles
1: before. Adult life hurdles.
0: Can yeah. I say something that I don't know if we can keep in this? Yeah. Didn't she? Leave an abusive relationship, though that's a pretty big fucking hurdle. Mentally abusive. Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah. He was, but I also, I don't know. I don't know both sides of the story. But he was like cheating on her, mm-hmm. and he was like monitoring I'm, her. Yeah. But like, but like I'm she sure told she... me those stories. But like we have cameras all throughout this house too. I don't know like the context of those those situations. I don't because at the time that she told me it's one thing but like I'm also watching her do kind of like the similar things that she did in that last relationship so I don't know how much of it was like her own choosing I don't yeah. know yeah you I only know. had one side
1: of the story right. so it's hard to know but but I think I mean, everyone has their hurdles and it's hard oh no to she definitely them. has
2: had hurdles I, I'm not and that's why I was saying she has had hurdles I just think that like she has had hurdles but like with still a silver spoon mm-hmm. you yeah. know like there there was still a lot to fall back on like yeah. that she had during those hurdles, I
1: would say all hurdles are not equal. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and like even when I would tell her about like our childhood and stuff or my childhood, like the like she would just be in utter shock. You mm-hmm. know, like there's just certain things. But anyways, I'm not I'm not trying to dig on no, no, her no, no, past no. or anything because yeah. that's not that's not where I'm at at all. But no, I just think that I I am very straightforward and I'm very like. I don't, I don't beat her on the bush. And when I was also just feeling resentful and I would just tell her like, I'm resentful and also I'm being an asshole right now and like just not in a good place. But I was also like <laughs> leaving doctor's offices and being like, I should just fucking drive off this fucking cliff right now. And she was the person I could talk to and it was too much for her, it was. And I am truly sorry that it was so much for her but like it was too much for me and I didn't feel like, and I felt her pulling away. And I felt her pulling away, and I was freaking the fuck out because, like, this is not when I need you to pull away. Like, this should not be when. And so, when I was being mean and nasty, it was about that. It was a test.
1: Yeah. It was a test to see, like,
2: no, it was literally about that. It was literally me being like, you're not, you're not being here for me. Like, I can feel you pulling away.
1: It's kind of like what we said previous, uh, earlier in the episode, it's like, you know what you would do for that person and they weren't doing it for mm-hmm. you. And you're like, why the fuck would you not do this? Because I know I would do it for you. Yeah. I would go to the fucking ends of the earth for you yeah. and you're not willing to do it for me. Like, and it's
2: not fair to put expectations on people, but like, it's hard it's inevitable. to not. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard weird. to yeah. not.
1: Yeah.
2: And like, it just felt like, you know, if it was choreographing a routine for her and it was all this big show of it. Right. And, but you know, I get the biggest break of my life, and she's calling me in the closet, crying, having a mental breakdown while I'm trying to, like, do the thing. And it's, like, this dynamic is not right. It's the uneven given it. It's very uneven. And even through me being on, you know, opioids and having, like, literally a fucking Maker's Mark bottle sitting next to me, next to my bedside table at all times during that time, like, it was bad. Even with all of that, I still... (laughs) You know, was helping her, her now husband, pick out a ring, and planning a surprise fucking proposal, and hand making foam fingers, and for an inside joke, and like for all the these proposal. things. Yeah, and showing up and doing that, and he's telling me, oh yeah, like you're, you know, get ready, you're gonna be the maid of honor, blah blah blah, and I'm like, ha ha, whatever. And you know, the proposal happens. She's being weird that night. Her other friend is there also being weird to me. I'm The one that
1: initially that you said she was always talking negatively about. Yeah.
2: And I just felt like, and there's like history there because she has been married before and that friend was not the maid of honor. And so there's already like animosity there to begin with. Like that was brought up the first time I ever hung out with them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, y'all, this is weird. Y'all need to unpack that shit <laughs> like, I don't know y'all. Um, so I knew that going into it, but her behavior towards me was weird. Um, and so that goes off without a hitch, whatever. It's a big, it's a big day. The proposal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the weeks to come, like, she won't talk with me about wedding stuff. She like, I'll be like, Oh, what are you thinking? Like, are you excited? Nothing. Silence, silence, silence. Like, and I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, this just isn't like, I mean, we spent an entire pandemic, Share everything. To yeah, get. and daydreaming about like when she got proposed to and like how we had a wedding to plan and like all the stuff. And I'm like, this isn't what I expected. Like, this is weird. And uh, it was like a month later. We were leaving the studio and we were in the car and she was like, Hey, so I just wanted to ask if you'd be interested in being one of my bridesmaids. And I was like, Of course, yeah. Like, of course I will. Like, that's great. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Like, blah blah blah. And I honestly assumed that. um her maid of honor would be her sister. I thought that she would do that to kind of just like avoid, because that's kind of her move anyways, like avoid the, the conflict. conflict. yeah. Yeah. And um, so I was like, who is the maid of honor? And she was like, well, of course it has to be blah, 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 blah.
1: <laughs> the friend that we were talking <laughs> about earlier. And <laughs> The infamous friend. The
2: way she said it to me, and like you said, I'm a skeptic. I don't know, maybe <gasps> it was my own insecurities being projected, but the way she said it to me... I felt so just like disregarded. I felt so like, obviously, this was the obvious choice. Like, I'm sorry, are we not on the same fucking page here? Even your fucking fiance is on a different page than you. I'm fucking confused right now. And in that moment, I just wanted to, like, be set on fire. And I was like, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like, leave. But I forgot that my gas tank was empty. So she was following me to the gas t- gas station to make sure I was fucking alive and made it there Okay. So there's like this whole cringy, like me, her following me and me just like sobbing and like in the car and like filling up my gas tanker, like bye. And she just like drives away. I'm just like, I hate my fucking <laughs> life right
0: now. <laughs> that that sounds sounds horrible. <laughs> I've
2: never heard that part. Uh,
0: that's
2: so, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And yeah. yeah, so she leaves <laughs> and like, I'm just like, sorry. cool, this sucks. Why do I feel like our friendship is over? Like it was just like this overwhelming, just like our friendship is over. Like what the fuck? And I started confiding in you guys about it. And you guys were like, why are you being so weird? Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, no, something's not right. Something is not right. You know, she's like being really short with me in messages all of a sudden now after this conversation, like, whatever. And I kind of just told her, I was like, I'd like to just like sit down and have a conversation before I leave for this trip because so I was getting ready to go on vacation. And um, she's like, yeah, sure, cool. She comes over. We have our salads. We're, like, talking. Eatsies? Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> you had to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> we had our little white claws or whatever we were drinking on seltzers of some kind. And um, I had every intention to just be, like, I don't actually want to be in the wedding party. I just want to be there for you as your friend. I don't want this weird, like, underlying theme of, like, oh, is her, like, are her and blah, 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 like, fucking, like, feuding, like, I didn't want. Is she
1: her. talking about you to her the way she's talking about this person to you, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, but, like, also, I didn't want the whole wedding to be, like, about, like, me and this maid of honor. Feuding, yeah. Feuding. You I wanted it to be, yeah, about the bride and groom, like, and I did want to confront her and ask her if she was talking about me, because at the same time, this maid of honor person was sleeping with one of her good friends secretly. And I didn't know that I was a secret cohort to this. And I was freaking out when I found out that she didn't know about it and I wanted to tell her. And like, I'm like, I can't keep secrets from her. Like I don't do that. That puts you in a very uncomfortable. Position. Right. And so like, this is all happening simultaneously. And so I kind of confront her and I'm like, you know, I told her first, like, I don't think I should be in the bridal party at all. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hurt you. Like I genuinely am trying to do the right thing. Like I wanna be there for you. I don't want this to be about me and this other person. Like and she was like, okay. And I was like, and then there's like more, but I'll I'll give you the like chance to like if you want me to talk to you about it now, I can. I don't want this to be about me. So if you would prefer to wait until after the wedding, like I'm happy to do that as well. She's like, I'd like you to just tell me right now. And I was like, Okay. So I asked her, I'm like, you know, do you talk about me to her the way that you you know, tried to talk to her, talk to me about her, and she was, like, yeah, and, like, she knows, like, she fucking knows, she jokes all the time, like, oh, Billie Eilish stole your line, get my name out of your mouth, like, that is the shit that I said, like, I say that all the fucking time, Like don't fucking talk about me, if you have an issue, like, come talk to me, like, please come fucking talk to me, do not talk about me, if I catch you talking about me, man, like, we are not good it is just something that i don't know what's wrong with me but like it fucking <laughs> just makes me so angry
1: yeah i can see it and like, in real time and yeah. like
2: when i've given you so many opportunities like i ask all the time like what can i change what I'm can i
1: change? that she was so um oh, she just, ready to admit oh absolutely it. Yeah, yeah she's like oh
2: yeah i do and i was just like i think honestly i think she was done i think she was done and i think she knew that was like the final match and even then I still sat there and was talking through her, talking through to her and like trying to like, and I told her, I was like, you know, you tell me all the time how scared you are that I'm gonna just like fail on this, but I am doing everything I can. Like right now, all I want to do is just like never fucking speak to you again. But I'm trying to talk to you and I'm trying to work through this and stuff. And um, and she was just like kind of just not giving me much, but then and, you know, and then I'm like, okay, so like what is it? What's the problem? And then she kind of just unloads like everything that I've ever done to upset her. Um, in one false swoop and it's like instead of just addressing them in the moments that i asked them to be addressed that i i had my own feelings that there were issues there you know and i had to invent it in my head instead of just addressing them there and moving on she wanted to pour them all out in one sitting well you know why she didn't do that right fear of conflict oh yeah she does I not like, do conflict. the same thing i know but <laughs> it's, it seriously sucks for the people in the receiving i'm like let me tell you like, yeah. that sucks sorry
0: sorry um
2: <laughs> and so she's just kind of just like you know You're a shitty friend, blah, blah, blah. You know, I told her ultimately that I, you know, was on pain meds and that I was not myself. And she was like, Well, why didn't you tell me? And then, like, in the same breath, was like, I've been physically sick before because of you. Like, you have made me physically sick. Like, I've thrown up because of you. And I'm just like, So I'm supposed to tell you that I'm on pain meds that were given to me by a doctor, but you didn't tell me that I've made you physically ill. Like, clearly there's issues here. Like, I don't know. And I just, like, I said something along the lines of, like, it just sucks because I feel like I lost my best friend and you still have yours. Like, you're just going to go off and be best friends with this other person. Mm-hmm. And she her response was just like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for you to lose your best friend. And I was just like, cool. That sucks. And then she was like, should I just, like, pack up my stuff for like which I do I was like I'd like you to leave please right now leave my home leave immediately and so she like went to her car grabbed my like spare little key card for my apartment complex then a couple other things and left it on my doorstep at this time I had called you guys and was hysterical and you guys were so confused because it made no fucking sense, no sense. none
1: literally the week before she drove 45 minutes to bring her mom crushes
2: correct which i then had to return promptly because she wanted all of her shit back it was a very so fun it time it was just
1: very very confusing as yeah. my ex took our mom's washer, washer. and dryer <laughs> about a month before he dumped yeah. me so it was I, very confusing i was also. very thrown yeah. off i felt
0: very, on a deja vu i was yeah. like what the very f- very ah? confusing
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. and <gasps> like i didn't i couldn't believe it like i could not believe you know, she still like subbed my classes when I was on vacation and I had messaged her. That was like the last thing I'd messaged her asking like, are you still gonna sub these? Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And she was just like, yeah. And um, and then I didn't hear anything from her the entire time I was on vacation. And like, I messaged a group chat that she was in with a mutual friend of ours to kind of just like see like what's going on. And she didn't say anything. She just left the conversation. Like there's just like a notification. And I did not even told anybody else besides you guys, that this mm-hmm. had happened. I didn't want to tell any of our mutual friends, because I didn't know. I know the exact
1: feeling. It's like, I'm not going to tell people, because what if it turns around? Yeah. Then I don't want them to have a bad taste in their mouth right. about this person. So, so I'm not going to keep it Because literally, undone, even
2: to this point, I will not talk shit about you.
1: Yep, same.
2: When you've been talking shit about me this entire fucking time. And, like, so I, yeah, so I, like didn't tell my friends. And so when that happened, I like had to message her and I was still on vacation. I had to message her mutual friend and I was just like, I just want you to like understand that she didn't leave the conversation because of anything you did. It was uh, like, she's not talking to me, like whatever. And she's like, what the fuck, you know? And even she she was like, I feel like she just kind of came to your life, messed about and fucking bailed. Like that's exactly how that went down. Um, because
0: you fought so hard to not start that friendship
2: yeah like I tried uh, I tried very difficult like very difficult Mm -hmm. I tried very hard um, to not be put in that situation
1: you left your guard up Yep, Mm -hmm. for For a long time
2: yeah and um, so yeah when I was on vacation then she like left a couple of group chats she left the band she didn't say anything to my husband who was also in the band separately from me like I don't know what he had to do with any of it but okay um, she just ghosted completely after a year, maybe two years. I can't, honestly, my I, like idea of time is so fucked yeah. up. I think it was about two. Years. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, and then I, I like was in complete denial. Like I, like were you
1: convinced the friendship would rekindle? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. For how long?
2: A uh, few months. Hmm. I. Like, I reached out to her a couple different times, like, hey, like, do you want me to bring you your stuff, or do you wanna bring it here? Like, trying to kind of open the line of communication. I was pretty sure, but like, I was trying to make it clear, like, you know how to talk, like, you know how to reach me, you know? Even though we had gone through the petty, like, unfriending process, and she blocked me on everything, and whatever, um, I wanted it to be known, like, I'm, I still exist, like, I'm still a human being, and, yeah. My first messages were like not very nice, but then um, she needed more stuff that I guess I had forgotten. I like messaged her. I was like, it's just so you know, like you were such an integral part of my life that I still am finding your stuff like to this day. Like I don't think I'm ever gonna stop finding your mm-hmm. shit, to be honest. Um, and then she like kind of softened, and I was like, hmm, like interesting. And so I was like, okay, well, like I'll be here. Like if you want to come by, whatever. And so I softened in response. And um she shows up with a different mutual friend of ours who was her friend originally, but someone I know and it felt like a fucking bodyguard situation. Like it was so bizarre. Like even Sean was
1: just like, What the fuck?
2: Like they showed up, it's like she did not want any chance at me like having, having a human conversation, conversation with her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that extra person was there. Yeah.
2: And so I was just like, okay dookie and Well,
1: let me just throw in there, even if it was just you two Probably wouldn't have a conversation because I had a mutual exchange with my ex <laughs> and he decided to say nothing with the exchange of objects that needed to be exchanged and then proceeded to text me later to be like, I should have said th-. So, you know what? That was yeah. definitely a safety net, but yeah, who knows if she, it was just her. Probably still wouldn't have said anything. So I probably would have
2: felt comfortable That's to true. say something. She wanted to make sure I wasn't comfortable to say anything. Yeah. That's what made me uncomfortable. Is yeah. that she wanted to make sure I didn't. Because yeah. she thinks I'm such a threat emotionally, whatever the fuck she has in her you head. I make
1: her physically ill.
2: Yes, I make her physically ill. I. That's so strange. Okay, anyways. <sighs> It's just wild to me that this is not the first time I've been called a toxic person. I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs>
0: Should that be the title of the episode? <laughs> I'm, not I'm not a toxic, a toxic person. <laughs>
2: I hate you guys. Like, maybe I am. Like, I don't fucking know. But, like, just so every, all you bitches know in this area, you know where you are. If you know me, just know, like, I am off the market as far as best friends go. I got my sisters. Y'all can all fucking go straight to hell. I got my three best friends from childhood. Y'all, the rest of y'all can just fuck the hell off. I will, I will, I am not in the market. There will be no more best friendships whatsoever for me.
0: Don't forget, you also have your husband. (laughs)
2: This is a different kind of best friend, but yeah, like I don't, I don't, I'm talking about females. I'm talking about females. Okay, okay, fair enough.
0: enough. I have a daughter,
2: like hopefully maybe one day she'll consider me her best friend, but other than that, I got no outlooks on that. Don't fucking, don't hit me up, don't, no, I'm not in the market for it, no, not whatsoever. So anyways, so that takes me to anger, because like definitely still there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said earlier, we were kind of debriefing what you might talk about in this episode, and the stages of grief, what were they again? They are denial, anger, anger. Bargaining. No, d- denial, bargaining, anger, depression. Anger, bargain. Because it doesn't it doesn't matter the order, right? Yeah. It can go all over. The you place. Yeah. <laughs> you can go back. But for me, I'd have to say it was denial, bargaining. Me too.
2: Because
1: I anger. went to bargaining because that was me. Messaging. I bargained the
2: shit out of that. I wrote a two-page essay. Well, I was bargaining Whew. almost with her, trying to like you know keep the line <laughs> of communication. That was
1: the best essay. if you ever want to read it it was really well written i I would like to read it i I would like to
2: read it it. i wrote i actually wrote an essay about this too do you remember yeah but um for school she just wrote it for her own personal it's still mental mental health health. yeah Yeah, send it to me um but yeah no i definitely bargained i do an
0: episode of you reading it (laughs) yeah i'd be very very vulnerable (laughs) but
2: yeah i think that bargaining was me like emailing and like Mm -hmm. opening that line of communication and like um, we both still, you know, did some circus stuff in the area. I'm not going to specify because I'm not trying to add out anybody or anything. But I yeah, had like seen her, seen her yeah. yeah, I've seen her. Um, and I just didn't say anything. You know, I just, I just was just a reminder that I exist. And I'm not going to not do the things I love to do because I introduced you to them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like all so the okay. way off. I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is just something I felt. So I'm wondering if you felt the same way. So after the stages of grief and then you kind of get to acceptance. As we said earlier, you're in acceptance default mode, but you'll ebb and flow through the anger and sadness, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where I still want to talk to my ex and it's almost in turn. And it's almost because I would just, I'm really almost proud of where I'm yeah, at. And absolutely. I just want to be like, Hey, look at, look at yeah. me. I'm, I'm, thriving. I'm awesome. Yeah. And I want you to see it, but then it's like, why do I still want that person's validation?
2: Yeah. It's not even, uh, for me, it's not validation. I want to be like, despite you, because honestly, low key, I had been wondering if you were holding me back and maybe that's not what it was. Maybe I was holding myself back, but for whatever reason, this lit a fire under my ass and mm-hmm. I'm doing so much fucking better. I'm fucking thriving. It's like, I just want, maybe I'm just, like, a spiteful person. Maybe I am a toxic bitch. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I think that's fairly common. But like, the whole term, like, a revenge body. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, yeah. that rejection,
1: like, fuels you to yeah. do better. Yeah, it's, like, better. I want
2: you to know that I am I I'm can do doing it really well. You, yeah. Yeah. you I
1: rejected can. me, and guess what? I didn't need you anyway. Yeah, yeah so like I didn't You break. being in my life was a privilege. Like, I don't need you. But yeah. why do we want them to know that if we don't care about what they think? I never I mean, said I didn't care what they yeah, think. I guess it's true. Okay, I guess my f- the full circle moment is I s- we still care yeah. about what they think it is. I mean, it's-, it's
2: hard to, like, turn that off. Like, we cared about that person. We didn't ask to stop caring about that person. They asked to stop. And so it's like, I'm just sitting here like, well, okay, I'm still concerned about you. I still want to know about your life. I still want, like, those things. But also I'm just going to fuel that and focus on myself and, like, put that towards there. And then now here I am and I'm like, well. I wish you would know yeah I wish you would know because if you think that I've I you know stopped being the person that you initially were like you know enthralled by know that I'm that bitch always that bitch will always forever be that bitch so like so this just is fucking
0: a question for the both of you is it more so like I want to prove to you like you did not break me
2: yeah like I think I'm a,
0: a strong independent person like you having me in my life that's the privilege I am a fucking awesome person. I think it's that. I
1: think it's... Yeah, it's
2: like you you had the audacity to cast me aside. And like, in reality, I'm great. And you should know that. I think also
1: also in relationships, it's really easy to start losing who you are Mm -hmm. when you start kind of merging with that person as a relationship. And then when you get out of a relationship, you really start to focus on the things that make you happy and who you are and probably... The things that made that person fall in love with you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, hey, remember? Like, don't yeah. you remember this person? And you mm-hmm. you just want them to see it again. Yeah. And I think, all in all, because we were the dumpies in both of our situations, we almost want them to, like, I say this to Jill all the time. Like, this is very vulnerable for me to say. You got, this. You got this. We'll, we'll see how face. this goes. Um, Come on. You got no, it. You started. you
0: started it. You have to finish it. No judgment here
1: like i would be yeah. lying if i never said like i don't still think about my ex and like being with him in the future and stuff because i just haven't fallen i haven't fallen in love again mm-hmm. and stuff um but i almost don't know if it's that i want him to be with him again or if i just want him to want like want to be with me again for me to be the one mm-hmm. that rejects him. Yeah. It's a power, power, a power move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think that's very similar to my situation yeah. because I was in such a power position in the beginning and yeah. I felt myself losing that and I didn't like how that felt. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all her fault. I'm not yeah. going to say that I didn't see this shit coming because honestly, like I said, I pretty much felt the shift as soon as I moved and that was well before, you know, this happened. But I just thought our friendship meant more. Like, I thought it wouldn't be so easily just dropped. Like, I just thought that even if things got so bad that we fucking, like, hated each other, I just thought we were end game. I thought we were friends forever. I thought our kids were going to know each other. I just thought that that was the case. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just, like, it wasn't so much all the things that she was saying. It wasn't so much, like, that, you know, that... (laughs) fucking call me a toxic bitch all you want but know that like I'm a great toxic bitch on most days like I don't know like you know like I just kind of felt like you know (laughs) we were past that good outweighs the bad yeah like I kind of just thought we were past that like I thought we had already kind of broken past that barrier where it's like it doesn't matter who the fuck you are you're stuck with me
1: yeah I mean all I think all we want as humans is to be loved unconditionally Mm -hmm. we know we all have our flaws yeah and so like especially when someone knows you, knows you, Mm -hmm. and knows your flaws, and then rejects you, it's just all that more painful. Oh, it's so personal. And I've said before with my past relationship, when someone knows you to your core, knows you, and then rejects you, you're like holy shit, they, like, truly mm-hmm. didn't like who yeah. I was as a person. And yeah. it just feels a lot more hurtful yeah. in that way.
0: And, I mean, I think it hits especially hard with the three of us just because of, like, dad abandoning mm-hmm. us when we were so young, moving all the way to, like, the other side of the country, having a whole, not making more children, but, like, being a dad to other children. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, holy shit, like,
2: you knew us.
0: Like, you mm-hmm. helped raise us. And you decided, mm, I could do better. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and it, yeah. 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 It's a little c- close to home
2: and it, and i think for me too it's like it goes back to that like i would never do that to someone else because like i there was plenty of things where i'm just like i don't know if she is the right friend or if she has my best interests like or if like like there were red flags let's just put it that way you know and i would talk to her, talk through them i would try and like you know overcome them and i didn't feel i was benefited that same courtesy you so know question, question number three <laughs> <laughs> um you, you said a lot about like the
0: things that you you did do um do you have any regrets yeah
1: I think Absolutely. you said earlier you said you weren't the nicest oh, yeah. yeah
2: yeah I, I was so. I, I I was very needy I was alone so I had a lot of free time
1: you said you were somewhat mean sometimes and
2: I'm mean I am a mean person sometimes
1: yeah Still so love you though yeah. question from me Do you believe in unconditional love? No. Okay. I think
0: mom (laughs) loves us unconditionally.
1: I think maybe... I think... I can't speak on it because I'm not a mom. I don't have a child. I think I'm... The closest thing. That's the absolute closest. I was going to say a parent-child relationship. I feel like you have unconditional love, but I honestly feel like dad's love is very conditional. Mm -hmm. Maybe a mother-child, but also... There are plenty of mothers out there that have abandoned their child. Yeah,
2: and vice versa, children who have abandoned their mothers. Do you
1: think love should be unconditional?
2: No, I think it's actually really unhealthy. Yeah, and that's, that's
1: kind and of where I'm, I'm not, at too. But I feel like that is. I'm not so saying I wanted to be
2: unconditional. I just wanted for the conditions to be clear, and then for them to be talked through, and then for it to be like, okay, so you are not following the structure of a friend that I need, but I have faith that you can if I yeah. give you the opportunity to fuck.
1: Yeah, this is what I need. Can you give it to me? Oh, I've said this a million times. Mm-hmm. This is all this is all relationships need. You need to tell them what you need, your expectations. If that person loves you enough, okay. Okay. You got so, this girl. I'm I'm fired up. Yeah. Basically you can see it with your hand gestures. Basically, like say there's something in a relationship that someone is feeling unsatisfied by. Mm-hmm. And it's like they tell that person, they express their needs. It's like if that person loves you enough, they're willing to make those changes, mm-hmm. or you communicate to that person hey, me making that change is also good, is actually going to cause me this pain. Mm-hmm. This pain actually might outweigh the benefit you get. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. If this pain, if this is causing me more pain than the benefit you get, then maybe it's not the right thing, but at least we're on the same page. Yeah. It's and at least I'm just, aware of how you feel and, yeah, why and now, you now you are and you are. Now you know when I'm doing this, I'm not meaning, that's not my intention to you, mm-hmm. you're interpreting it that way. Mm-hmm. Let's just know like, that's not what I mean by it, and now we have a clear communication of what my actions actually mean. Yeah and you don't have to interpret it that way Mm -hmm. anymore because we all are in our own realities Mm and our actions mean one thing to one person and another thing to another person but it's just that communication of being like this is what I need hey I can give that to you if it makes you happier than the pain it causes me or hey I can't give that to you and then Mm -hmm. the other person can understand but like why can't we just talk about that
2: yeah and that's where that's where I'm at like I'm not I'm I'm not upset that you know, she felt those things, like, towards my character, or that she felt that, um, you know, whatever, I wasn't a good enough friend, but I just wish that I would have been given the opportunity. I felt like I was given absolutely no opportunity to, like, fix it or try. Yeah, you even asked, like, you mentioned that earlier, like, what do you need from me? Oh, yeah, whenever I would say something to her, as far as, like, this is upsetting me or whatever, one, she wouldn't ever be like, okay, well, that actually causes me pain to change. It was always, oh my God, okay, yes, I'll change immediately. I'll change immediately. I will do whatever you need me to do. Very just like, and that would make me uncomfortable because I felt like I was in this weird, like dominating position where it's like, bend, break now, mm-hmm. you know? And then, so I would always be like, okay, so what What have you noticed? Like, what do I need to do differently? And it would just be nothing, mm-hmm. nothing ever. And I knew that was gonna backfire at some point down the line. I just figured out at one point, she would tell me what to do differently, finally, and then it would change, which no, she... She straight up told me. She was like, I'm not a confrontational person, and I can't do that.
1: What do you think is, like, the line? Because I obviously, I, with the end of my relationship, what he told me time and time again was, I don't want you to change the person who you are for me. But I'm like, I'm willing to do things to make you feel loved, you know? Mm-hmm. But then that made me feel like almost I didn't have a backbone. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a line that you have to draw in terms of, love, like, what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do in terms of a relationship for making someone feel the way they need to feel to be fulfilled of, in their relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, but what is I that just, line? I, don't I don't know. know. But no.
2: I just wish that if that were how she was feeling, that she would have just said that or yeah.
1: told. I guess me. it's to each person to decide. I feel yeah.
0: like if it's like actions that you need to do versus fundamentally changing like your core beliefs yeah. and your morals.
2: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, sometimes I get hard on myself, and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I was just a total, complete asshole terror. But I think about all the things that I've done positively, the amount of times my shoulder was used to cry on. Like, I just, I'm like, no, yeah, this is not the case. I'm getting down on myself because I was rejected, and that's a shitty side It's effect. so easy
1: to look at all the things you feel like you should have done differently mm-hmm. and better and disregard all the things that you did well. I mean, I feel
0: like that relates to something that you said earlier with, like, you venting to someone, like, oh, they did this, this, and this. And then your friends say, like, oh, your boyfriend or girlfriend's a shitty person. Mm -hmm. But you're like, but they also did this. But you just don't vent about Mm -hmm. the good things. Why would you vent about the good things? You're experiencing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, it sucks. Rejection. does suck. It also fuels you. Yeah. But it's just... It's hard to put yourself out there again after it. Yeah, for sure.
2: Like I'm gonna be jaded for a while as far as like friendship with women go, friendships with women go. It's not gonna be. I mean, I already was jaded, (laughs) and
1: like like you said, you have us as a default. But I'm jaded with romantic relationships Mm -hmm. with men, and I'm just. I've genuinely am like, I. Why would I believe a single word that comes out of your mouth Mm -hmm. when the day before I was dumped, you said, you know, you love me so much. Yeah.
2: That's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. What a depressing note to end on. (laughs) Oh yeah. But But, uh, but yeah, um, I do feel that I have come to acceptance. I think most days I'm at acceptance. Like you said, yeah. Yeah. Default, but but I think that anger definitely creeps in Mm. sometimes. Like I think of something and I just like my whole, whole body clenches up and I'm just like. Um, you know sometimes I still check my emails and I'm like oh maybe but like I also am very like sure of myself that I if she were to email me I would never respond I don't think I would ever even give it a response Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I feel like the opportunity to where it would have been appropriate to like try and fix things or whatever has far passed and anything at this point is like self uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of like uh, self fulfilling. Like it's not
1: any response would be for yourself. Yeah, it's
2: like a selfish reason. Like
1: question that. number four. So do you think you're <laughs> I am
2: keeping track.
0: Um do you think you're checking the email so that you can kind of get that power back? Yeah. Because you oh, I would love the
2: satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. The it's the last word.
1: It's the last word complex. You want to get the last word uh-huh. in an argument. Well actually it's no it's, it's the opposite. other way around.
2: I want it's I opposite. want for Yeah it's actually completely yeah, <laughs> <but laughs> I I am pretty certain. I mean despite the fact that she may actually hear this episode and then change her course. But I am <laughs> fairly certain that this episode aside, maybe she's pissed for a while, but I fully anticipate at some point, this is how women work, this is how they are, at some point that ice is going to be broken
1: but friendship breakups are just as hard as romantic breakups. Sometimes harder. Yeah. Because they
2: know you more. Differently. I swear. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they know you know you. It's like if a different vulnerability. Yeah. And then they just, like, bail. And I didn't know that it was possible to be ghosted in real life. But I can, in fact, confirm that is a thing.
1: And I can second that confirmation. <laughs> like It's
0: real. I cannot third that because I just avoid relationships. <laughs> <laughs> of all kinds. Of all kinds. <laughs> yeah. Friendship, romantic. I'm just, like, not for me. <laughs>
1: But I think it's we're very fortunate to have the relationship we have with the three of us. Mm -hmm. Oh, for
0: sure. I have people say all the time, like you're that close with your siblings. That's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, so fortunate.
1: And yeah, but
2: there's something about being like sought after or wanted outside of family. Yeah, because like, oh yeah,
1: that's what romantic relationships are to begin with. Your family. They have to love you. Oh, Majority well, of the time, like, yeah. they're supposed to love yeah. you. So like, but,
2: And I think that the, you guys feel it a little bit more like you guys seek my validation, or at least when we were little, you know? But I always was the one handing out validation. I was never the one who needed to seek it. Mm-hmm. You know, you were, son, you were truly my built-in best friend. Like, I didn't ever have to question that a day in my life. I'm, oh. spoiled, I'm sorry, Carl, <laughs> you were the baby. Yeah. Like, I kidding. never had to question your loyalty. Yeah. Never. And, like, once, but... We won't do that, but you know that's what I mean? A that's very different. That's going to We a should, whole should get but into that. Episode. For the most part, I knew that I could just, you know, say, no, like, now I need you, and you would be there. Yeah. Because that's being the oldest sibling. It's like the younger siblings, I do. Like, I mean, Anton and, and Cole, too, you know, they just wanted me to accept them. Everybody wanted me to accept them. You too, girl.
1: And it was different you. when you were now searching for that. And right. It, it's, it's like
2: it's I was hard. put in the position of...
1: Welcome to our life. I know.
2: I'm I'm telling you right here. now, I'm learning so much. I'm realizing how much hell I put y'all through. I'm sorry.
0: Not me. Yeah. I was straight up chilling most of my childhood. <laughs> Shut up, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that's that's me. That's I'm glad I got that off my chest. I'm in a lot better place now to talk about it than I think if I would have attempted to talk about this. But
1: it's still hard no matter what. Well, like yeah. It will always what I've been told until you find something that meets what you've had in the past or surpasses it it'll Mm -hmm. always still hurt to think about yeah but you know if you think about the good that came from it that's what I try to do like without that relationship in the past I wouldn't be who I am and I gained so much from it even though I feel like I've I've had a lot of hurt from it Mm -hmm. I think the the gains outweigh the losses and that's life.
0: Yep. Yeah. Damn. I wish I could add on and relate like you just did, but again, I avoid
1: relationships. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that next, yeah. in your next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, she's married now, and so but Then it's done. Matt Then it's done. He's actually really cool, and I kind of miss him a lot. Yeah.
1: It's hard. The mm-hmm. really hard part about losing relationships is not only losing that person, but also everything that's associated with them. Yeah. It is such oh, yeah. a loss. I
2: it's lost loss. all of the friends that that she introduced me to. But mm-hmm. anyways, it's fine. It is what it is. I think
1: it's in combination in weirdly, the sequentialness that's not a word. Mm-hmm. But the way my breakup happened and then your breakup happened, I think it just bonded our relationships. Oh, absolutely. A lot. Like we just relied on each other and we needed each other and that's Always the silver lining yeah. I look at every single time. So 100%. I'm appreciative for it. Yeah. Well, I love you. Love you. And love I'm you sure too. so many so many people are gonna relate to this. Mm-hmm. So if you do, let us know. Yeah.
2: Hit us up on Instagram at underscore underscore daddy dot issues. Yep,
1: that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And That was creepy as hell. Love you guys.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.